Hey, if you've suffered an injury in an accident and would like a free case review, make sure you call the super team at Daspit Law Firm. Free consultations are available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Dial 713-322-HURT. That's 713-322-HURT. Or you can go to the website, DaspitLaw.com. Ridiculous what Dusty is doing. Ridiculous, ridiculous, ridiculous what Dusty is doing. It's ridiculous, ridiculous, ridiculous. He can't be stopped. He can't be stopped. Stop, stop. Doobie, do it. Doobie, do it. Doobie, do it. He can't be stopped. He can't be stopped. Doobie, do it. Doobie, do it. Doobie, do it. What happened now? Veritex Community Bank Studios. It's John and Lance. Okay. Nice timing, Frank. I mean, Dusty is a superhero in this city. He wins at one of the biggest games of the year for you. And you start with how ridiculous Dusty, his lineup is, what he's doing. When Dusty is a he's a superhero. And he put out his best lineup yesterday. Yesterday he put out his best lineup. I mean, I, I want to see that well, same lineup could, today. Well, even though Dubon Homer twice, well, the best lineup has Brantley in it. Right, right. That's not typically right. Dubon. But even though he did Homer twice, you know what that was? Live by the coin, die by the coin. Well, I will say this. The, the catch coin that has Dubon spoken. made. The coin early, has spoken. The, the, the coin has spoken. Uh, the catch that Dubon made early, running with men on. That would have scored two runs. I I I don't want to say I don't know. I, I all I know is he made a really really nice running catch. I think it was the second inning. Yeah, and it was huge. And then he comes up with Homer two homers back to back homers with he and Altuve. Yeah, twice. I mean, that's how? pretty good. That's pretty fun. How amazing is that? That was a fun. And, and Yiner comes through. Did you see Yiner's stats? I mean, well, he it was one for five, but had three RBIs in the home run, but. He's from, a, I'm, I assume you're talking about his career, his season he's having. The season he's having right now, number one, he's having a better hitting season than pretty much any catcher this year. And this is not even as a full-time yeah. player. Yeah. And then if you extrapolated his season out, I mean, you're looking at a 40 home run. Well, he's moving up the list. He's tied with Berkman now with 21 homers as a rookie. I don't, I, I feel like we're not given enough, there's not enough gravity to the accomplishments or or there's not enough I don't know what the word is there's not enough shine there's not enough there's not enough of, yeah uh, maybe appreciation okay. of of what Yiner Diaz is doing yeah. as a hitter I really don't I we talk uh, yeah he's really good no 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 he's not really good he's, he's great this year so he would have been rookie of the year candidate if this had been the plan and I know it wasn't and I'm not blaming Dusty I mean you couldn't have seen this coming so, to, of course, you couldn't Brian see McTaggart, last you year. actually retweeted it. McTaggart put out Yiner since July 5th, 306, 335, which is on 934 OPS right. with 13 homers, 36 RBIs, and 45 games. Now, the Astros are 23 and 22 in those games, but that means the starting pitching has just fallen apart. You can't blame Yiner for that. But when you've got a 934 OPS... Over that time, over that long, as a rookie, holy crap. I mean, and now, I don't know. I don't know. Because 
because Jordan can't play left because his knee might fall apart. And 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 Maldonado has to catch uh, Fromber and Verlander. So you're not going to see Yiner for the next two tonight and tomorrow. You're just not going to see him. And he broke the game open with a three-run homer last night or yesterday afternoon. And it's just so good. Now, Maldonado's been hitting lately, and I'm not going to, you know, he's been he's been better. He, uh, Dusty <clears throat> refuses to catch Yiner again with those guys. Because, but we may be looking at a future all-star. I mean, let's be real. And uh, his ability to throw runners out. Who, uh, who, who, who said he reminds you of Pudge? Me. You did. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I'm watching him. I'm like, let's see. He's got a gun. He can hit with power. He can run. I'm like, this guy, and he doesn't look like a prototypical catcher like Pudge. He's a little bit smaller. And I'm like, man, this guy's kind of reminding me of Pudge. He really does. Because he hits for average, too. Like, there's a lot of things, kind of the five-tool player of catchers. He hits for average, hits for power, can run. He's got an arm. Um, he kind of started reminding me of Pudge Rodriguez. And I haven't really heard anyone else say that. And I know that's very lofty, but, I mean, He's starting to get into some rare air right now with his offense. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's really, really good. And and he can we, hit the other way. By the way, we just gotta just we gotta sit back. He's not gonna play these two games because Jordan we'll, we'll Jordan is gonna DH. We'll be thankful in years in the future. Well, yeah, he'll thank us. You know what? We're gonna thank Dusty. We are. I think the community, the Astros organization, and Yiner, we're all gonna thank him mm-hmm. for not playing Yiner. <laughs> <laughs> these yeah. games here uh and oh by the way in the every post- game he's out i'm like thank you thank you thank finally. you dusty finally uh, we cool him down a little bit so uh, he he's the only one he and dean smith i had somebody text me like uh not text me uh send me a twitter and they uh, send me a tweet or an x or whatever you call it now and they said they posted you a tweet uh, yeah an x posted me an x and he said and the guy and i didn't remember what he had said he said i know i told you earlier that y'all need to get off Dusty for the for the Diaz stuff, and it was too early to celebrate Diaz. He goes, I want to walk that back now. He goes, I want to see him out there every day. I'm like, it was, you know, when you're having a season like this, you just want to. And to me, what really is going to matter is how it's handled. Uh, if and when you get into the postseason, that's what really matters the most. Is you just you you just want to make sure you have your best offense out there because. What we haven't said in the first six minutes of the show mm. is that starting pitching once again lets you down. J.P. France, two of his last three starts have been disastrous. Uh, yeah, Well, yesterday was bad. It was bad yesterday. Uh, the game before was good. The game before that was obviously an atrocity with the 11, run, 10, 11 hits, 10 runs. Um, Verlander's last outing was bad. You've got Fromber's was... The, the starting pitching has been... Atrocious. It, it is. It is right now. It runs five deep right now. Where yeah. You're not sure what you're getting. No, you're not hitting. You're five not sure what you're getting. Out of that this is and this is. These are some of the same guys who are balling out for you last year uh, in the World Series, and now you just don't even know what you're going to get from these starters. I never thought it could be like this. Well, ever he, now Nathan Eovaldi goes tonight against Fromber. You know, if, Fromber, if we see the good Fromber, the good Fromber throws no hitters. The the not so good Fromber uh, really really struggles. Eovaldi, we haven't seen him since July 18th. He's been on the DL with a an arm an uh forearm strain. Which is is, you know, that's a sign of a an elbow thing, but he's back. Eovaldi tonight. He's doing this now. He's he hasn't thrown since July 18th 
and with no rehab starts. I mean, I remember him throwing against about that time against the Astros. Oh, he was awesome. Yeah, well, he had two. I thought we got to him one game, and then he beat us uh, up no. one game. No, he's thrown once against he's the, Astros. Once the Astros. Seven innings, two hits. Yeah, well, then that one. Ten, uh, five strikeouts, four walks. When was that? That was uh, July 1st. Okay, it was the 1st of July. Yeah. Okay, so the 18th is the last time he's pitched. Yeah. Yeah, it's a long time. It's a long time without throwing. It's unlikely he gets past five, I would assume. I would think... And yeah, I mean, did you do you not need any kind of a build up to come back? This it's a big series. I mean, it, you don't like seeing the Astros on the road where they're really good. You love seeing you love playing the Astros at NR, at uh, at Minute Maid, but you don't like seeing them with their road uniforms on. You really don't like that. And the Astros offense once again they hit the road and they can, they start hitting. It is it's time for you to finally acknowledge what Reagan has said for years. Reagan Swinbeck, it's time for you to acknowledge it. The Astros <laughs> simply play better on the road where they get away from the, the family. The well, their whatever their distractions are. Yeah, it could he be women. He it could be the comfort kids. of their homes. It could be the kids. They thinks it's their wives. They want to get away. From how long home. does this have to happen? This year, it's the most. Oh my God! Obvious. There's of ever, 16 games time. over 500 on the road and one game over 500 at home. They mash on the road and they couldn't put runs together at home. Against the Yankees, the it, worst, the last place team in that division. Yeah, it's uh, it it's is time amazing. for you to acknowledge that every that many many men, many men are at their best with road games. Many many. Yeah, I once and <laughs> I can't even tell this yep. story. No, I can't. You can. I can't tell this story. Um, so so uh. Tied for first now with the Mariners. Mariners lost again. The Mariners are not playing really good. After the Mariners left the Astros, they're not playing really, really well. The Astros, this is this is this is going to be fun here. Uh, the Astros right here got the Rangers here, right? Then they are against San Diego, who hasn't been good. They got at home. Then they've got the A's. Then they've got Kansas City. Over the next nine games, you've got nothing but losing teams. Well, Rangers have to be very careful right now because the Rangers, this is a dangerous series for them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because this is, you know. They, well, lose they have, game one and now They you're... haven't played well for a while now. And then they're really having to keep an eye on the Blue Jays now. Yeah. Because the, if the Astros put it on them, it, it's not inconceivable the Blue Jays jump them. So, so uh, with the win yesterday, the silver boot is back in here. Yeah, it's official. Uh, we take down the boot again. and what that's. What do you think about? I mean, I get excited every time booty. I think about that. I'm like, we're the kings of Texas, yeah. and it feels good. I mean, the World Series are nice, but when you're able to win the boot, it means more when it's the state of Texas. Do we own the state of Texas? Yeah, in it's your official. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's the boot. The silver. And the boot. boot pretty much just tells you, okay, no matter Who's what boss? else happens, it's like it's up there with the the golden jug, the nickel hammer, and the Big Ten. Yeah, uh, the spittoon, the the old the oaken bucket, axe or yeah, something. the bu- old the oaken axe. bucket, or yeah, 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 the yeah, yeah the uh, doesn't Minnesota and, and Wisconsin play for an axe? I think they play for an axe or a yeah. or some type of hoe or some type of uh, a hoe a garden play, arrangement. I think they're playing some yeah, sort play for a lot of hoes. <clears throat> no, John. <clears throat> yeah, when you try to plow. Okay. There's oh. one that's the rickety plow, which is between Northwestern and Indiana. Um, so okay. now we've got our own. 
the uh, the northwestern Indiana rickety <laughs> rickety plow is one. Wisconsin and Iowa play for hey the Spider Man thing where you point to each other and go hey that looks like me that yeah. looks like me that looks like me right they play for that one and then we play for silver boot yeah and the silver boot is uh. If I'm not mistaken, the silver boot originally was made of crystal, and they changed it to a silver boot. Uh, it was made of crystal? Yeah. And, and it's actually, I, thought, I thought, why is that a silver boot? But a lot of people don't realize this. Now it's the, a silver boot, though. The CFP um, uh, was actually, their championship trophy was modeled after the silver boot. Silver boot came out of crystal, and they're like, that's what we want to do. Oh. And so we had to change it to, to silver. Because we're because the ones who started the boot. silver. Yeah. Yeah. So we were actually the first ones who did it. And college football playoffs said, hey, we'd like to do that. And they had the designer of the silver boot come in. What was Well, it was made of crystal. And they had him come in and they looked at the specs and they worked on that for a while. Um, and so there's a long history behind it. Uh, I plan on making a documentary about it. Serious. About people. the silver boot. I think a lot of people would like to see that. About the history of, you know, the Rangers domination. But then. When it swings in the Astros' favor, that's when the, the doc really is going to take Is off. that going to be on Hulu? It's going to be, yeah, Hulu has sports. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to do that. It's going to be an eight-piece. It's going to be an eight-part eight eight, eight yep, doc eight part. about the silver boot. We've got boot. a whole. The silver boot doc? Yep, we've got a whole episode of Nolan Ryan where we're going to take a look at Nolan Ryan. Uh, just kind of a build-up. Well, that'll be one of the episodes because he played for both teams. Yeah, and right. then we're going to do – yeah, and then Lance Berkman played for – I'm pretty sure he's pissed at the Astros right now. So well, Lance didn't play for both teams, but Lance is going to be on there because he's got some well, snarky things yeah, to say. Yeah, he beat the Rangers. He beat the Rangers, yeah, so in the World he's going to have comments about how great it felt yeah. You know, to get a silver – So you know, you're going to have people who beat the Rangers? Yeah, we'll have them talk right. for other teams? Uh, right, probably, the- yeah, Ron well, – I'm still kind of storyboarding it, but Ron Washington will have a part in it. So we'll you're talk. storyboarding, but you think it'll be an eight-part doc, and Ron Washington's going to volunteer to talk about what? Cocaine use. Coke. I feel like he's, as seeing how he's employed, I don't think he's going to do that. But I want him to just talk about how, how, about the, a guy who, how the monster got him at one point. I don't even know if he was with the Rangers for much of the silver yeah, boot remember stuff. Remember Wally Backman? He, he, Wally Backman was named manager of the Diamondbacks. Yeah. And like two days later, he got caught with Coke and he mm-hmm. was fired. We're going to talk to Wally Backman, too. About Ron, what Washington Ron Washington is Teflon. Yeah. He well, he got caught with blow and he was like, yeah, I'm going to keep on managing that guy. That, I just I didn't say it was what my else? Coke. The first time. He was just yeah, partying was, for the first time. As a 50-year-old, he decided, you know what's a good idea? As a manager of a team, I'm going to try Coke. Guess hey. who else we got for the Expanded doc? Horizons. Ezekiel uh, Astacio. Yeah, he's going to speak from the Dominican, oh, and what? we're going to talk to him about some but, of his but, favorite memories. Gonna, are we going to black? We're going to blur his face. Why? We're going to blur well, out see, his why face. Did you, you guys leave that man alone. He's not. Even, why did he have to take? He said one? he didn't want to be on camera. He didn't want people to recognize. Well, I told you the story. To, I know. I've heard. Why, heard. why did he have to catch one today? <laughs> Bagwell <laughs> gave it to him. I know what he said. <laughs> John, why do you have to catch one? Because John's in the chair. No, you brought his name. I just said we we're going to talk to his you Ezekiel Astacio. You knew what John would do. I had no idea yes, where he would go with that. I don't know who Ezekiel Astacio is. He is pretty is. predictable. Go yeah. look him as up. As soon as I said the hoe, I was like, no, it's coming. <laughs> and we were interviewing Bagwell and asked about Ezekiel Astacio, and Bagwell goes, a face only a mother could love. <laughs> I know the story, and it's still terrible. Ah, it's so good. 
Who's uh, the lefty with the? Bullies. We're also going to talk to the lefty the with the uh, cold sore all the time. The herpes on the oh, mouth. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh. Uh, um, um, private cold sore. Yeah, who was that? Oh my god, I can see his face right now. That is. I, I mean, it's just been so many legends in the silver boot that <laughs> that's why it needs eight. Dell, you're asking why it needs eight. We're also going to oh, have a corresponding. Wandy. Wandy Rodriguez. We're also going to have a corresponding podcast that goes with it that you can follow along after each episode. Hmm. We're only releasing it a week at a time. We're not going to, you're not going to be able to binge it. <laughs> All right. When we come back, we got a lot of Texans news to get to. We'll do it on the other side right here on ESPN 97. And a college football upset. And what about that upset last night? Hey, Houston fans have been waiting for a long time. Big 12 football. UH Cougars taking on, woo, the national championship runner up in two weeks. First, you got Rice this week, right? And then you got TCU at home. Guess what? It's going to be a sellout. Guess what? It was a great, great atmosphere against UTSA. A lot of fun. But it's going to be full for this game. And we don't want the Horn Frogs to have as many people as we do. So you got to get your tickets today. Go to uhcougars.com slash tickets or call 713-GO-COOGS. First, you're going to play at Rice Stadium against Rice. Want to take care of that business? Well, we can't be. We got to be objective about this whole thing. Eh, take care of that business, and then you got T- TCU, who's going to be pissed off after that loss to Colorado. Come early, enjoy all the new activities in Cougar Alley, uh, LED TV screen, Bud Light backyard, the Coke uh, fan zone, and more. Spirit of Houston will perform at halftime. Come early, be loud, wear red. uhcougars.com slash tickets or seven one three go Cougs. From the Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's the Offensive Masterminds, running an outside zone on your intelligence. John Granado and Lance Zerline. Before we get to the Texans, want to bring up Duke upset North Carolina, uh, upset Clemson 28-7. It was a game where they had five trips in the red zone and came away with zero points. Um, they scored in the uh, second quarter. Why Was it second they scored? Uh, they had seven at the half. Yeah, it was scored in the second quarter. Didn't score. They got inside the red zone. They outgained. Fumbled. They outgained. They Duke. had two. They had more first they had downs. First and goals from the one twice yeah. and didn't score. They LSU'd it. Yeah, against Florida State yeah. and uh, and and Dabo talked about it being one of the weirdest games he's yeah. ever been. A, and and it was weird, but it also felt like Duke did what they needed to do at the right times. It just it was very. It could never Clemson could never get in a total rhythm to get the game changed around, and Duke had a couple of big plays that led to, you know, initially led to field goals, then it led to a touchdown. Riley Leonard with the, uh, they had the touchdown, the forty-four yarder in the third quarter that that put them up and and kept them there for good. So number nine Clemson goes down. That's a pretty big deal in that ACC Dell because that's one of those that you circle as a win if you're Clemson. I know Clemson is considered to be was considered to be you know, the favorite in the conference. I think that that mantle shifts to FSU now. Clemson has a problem that they haven't been, been able to fix since T. Higgins and Justin Ross left. Their inability to find a big-time wide receiver on the outside. There's no new I mean, Hopkins. Clemson. There's no, there's no new Hopkins. There's no who, Sammy Watkins. There's no T. Higgins. There's no Justin Ross. They've been fine finding guys who could play on the inside, but they have been kind of the class when it comes to finding a big receiver to play on the outside. 
Ohio State, we might call them wide receiver. You were LSU in the past, but Clemson, you think a big wide receiver is coming out of there. They were the place. They continue to try to recruit those guys, but haven't found the next one, and it hurts. It, it hurts their offense, and there's no Travis Etienne. Will Shipley's okay, but he's not Travis Etienne. So, Who is uh, the other cocaine wide receiver or whatever cocaine. they had in the Steelers? Amani Bryant? Oh, Mar- Martavis Bryant? No, Martavius Bryant, yeah. That dude was super talented, too. Yeah. Um, so there's a lack of game-breaking ability, which kind of made up for some of their stagnant offense. That's why they went and got Garrett Riley from TCU. But turnovers hurt, obviously, like you mentioned. But still, Clemson can't find their number one receiver, and it changes the complexion of that entire offense. So you saw it. And obviously, don't turn the ball over like you did inside the five-yard line. Yeah. Uh, the show before us, and I, I don't know. I don't know. He says D- Debo um, – Dabo is just not portal friendly. He doesn't like it. He doesn't like the portal, and he's not using it, and it's really affecting him. Yeah, it's really affecting Clemson's ability. They're not the same team. No, Clemson has been a recruiting monster, and they've done it in a way where they don't they don't go out and get twenty five guys a year. They're they'll sell you on we'll get the right eighteen, and and they've hit on those at a remarkable level before the last couple years now. I mentioned all the receivers they've gotten, and then you talk about what they've done getting defensive linemen. The off the defense will be fine. I mean, they, they don't have really a, a great pass rusher right now, but go find find can't find a receiver, a great one, and can't find a game breaking running back. And you can see the drop off from Travis Etienne and Will Shipley. Will Shipley's a good player, highly recruited. He's just not Travis Etienne. And those receivers aren't what they've had. And no matter how good Clay K. Klubnick can be, he's not Trevor Lawrence. He doesn't have that type of talent. You, know, you so. need to have you need to have pro, pro pro players, and that's what gets the, the teams who are the best recruit and develop pro players. It's just the truth. Look at Georgia. Look at Alabama. Look at Ohio State, um, Oklahoma to an extent. It's really the it's really the case where you need to find guys who have the talent to be pros because that's who you're playing against. And it's great to be a good college player, and certainly co- good college quarterbacks can win at a high level and they don't have to be great pros. But, um, but man, you do need to find some. To win at a high level, you need to find pro caliber. It doesn't have to be first-rounders necessarily. But you need to find pro caliber wide receivers, tight ends, and running backs. You're going to have to find that at some point. And, and Clemson has really fallen off lately with their, with their recruiting. Some of the pro prospects now – They've got some good defensive. They've had some good defensive linemen coming out, and they have another one coming out this year. But um, that was interesting. Duke to win. Let's get to the Texans. The Houston Texans. D'Amico Ryan's met with the uh, met with the media yesterday and talked. And uh, you know, he talked about his first game. So the Texans have their first game, right? Tech, a lot of rookies are going to be playing their first game. You have Will Anderson, Tank Dell, C.J. Stroud. Those are the the big three that are always named. And and. D'Amico Ryans was asked about the first game if he remembers his first because remember his first game is with the Texans. Do you remember D'Amico's first game? It would have been the two thousand no no two thousand six season because he was drafted with that great two thousand six yep. draft. Do you remember the game? I read the transcript, so I know what the answer is. Uh, Let's go see if you remember because I, I don't remember this being the game. I was on the sideline for it. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah but I do. I don't remember it specifically. No NFC an NFC team. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Okay, here's the was it Philadelphia. Well, let's listen to D'Amico Ryan's. Uh, my first regular season game was versus the Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> I remember making a making a few tackles, <laughs> uh, but I, I remember just the excitement of opening. You know, the opening weekend, opening day is it was it was, it was exciting. 
right? The, the excitement of it all, right? I never, never forget that moment and, you know, how fired up the fans are, how fired up the players are. And I think for me, as it's, it's I gave the advice to the young rookies, that was the same for me. It's like, yeah, you're going to make mistakes. Things are not going to go your way. But if you just trust the process, trust the work that you put in, you just fly around, be where you're supposed to be, and continue to have fun playing the game, that's one thing I remember. I, I made sure I had a lot of fun playing the game, and that turned into making a lot of plays as well. Uh, yeah, he did. He had a lot of fun on the field. He was a, he was a lot, he was a good player. Really, really good player. Second rounder from the top of the second round, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Right. <clears throat> that draft, which turned the organization around, uh, at least temporarily, but it was a very good draft was obviously Mario Williams, who had a good career with the, the Texans after a slow start. And then of course went and took a big contract with Buffalo, but it was Mario Williams. It was, uh, it was, uh, in the second round was D'Amico Ryans, who was the captain. In the third, it was it was Eric Winston, followed by Charles Spencer. And Charles Spencer had potential to be a Pro Bowl tackle. He was really good. Yep. Winston was Winston was a good starter for the Houston Texans. Fourth round was Owen Daniels. So those who ran were, up the back of Charles' leg. It was stupid. Uh, it was stupid. Uh, oh, it was Ron Dane. Ron Dane. Yeah. Yep. Ron Dane. And the injury had, which is a spiral fracture, I remember. It's like an injury you typically get when you jump off of a roof, when people jump off of a roof, like during fires or whatever, or down. And it and it's and they say it's rare to have that injury because a running back runs on you know on top of you. But he was he was kind of heavy, like he had a hard time controlling his weight at times during during rehab, and they couldn't get a, enough load bearing, they couldn't take enough weight off for his physical therapy to really take and be effective, and so he never really came back from it. Which sucked because he was going to be. Re- I remember watching him in the preseason, going, "Holy crap!" He was throwing everyone out of the club on a regular basis, and uh, really sucked because he would have been a great part of that of that draft. But it was a really, really good draft. And now you have this year. Fast forward to this year, D'Amico's first head coaching game is also C.J. Stroud, Will Anderson, Tank Dell. This has a chance to be. And you know, if Kenyon Green would have played well and, and Stingley, that could have been a transformative draft with. Damian Pierce and Jalen Pierce. You mean if guys played well, it could have been good? Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, those right. are your first rounders. Yeah. But this year, too, I think this year has a chance to be, you know, a really good draft. Uh, obviously, you got Stroud and Will Anderson. I mean, you got a pass rusher and quarterback. Those are, those are probably the big two as it pertains to your draft priorities. Okay. Let's take a break, get back on time. Uh, don't forget at 745, what did you learn this weekend in one sentence? But we'll talk about that Tank Dell thing. We'll, 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 let's hear about what's going on with John Mechie uh-huh. because that certainly is going to affect Tank Dell. And, oh, by the way, that John Mechie draft with Kenyon Green and, and Stingley. So, yeah, I, I, I always forget that Mechie's the second rounder. Yeah. Like so I just now, I always, go to the, I always go to Petrie and then Pierce. I always forget about Mechie. Yeah. No, I wasn't holding it. For him or against him, he didn't play last year. So uh, let's talk about underdog fantasy. And don't forget, at 745 exactly, what did you learn this weekend in one sentence? Because this is the first day of the week. But first, underdog. Yeah, good week for me on underdog fantasy. But, you know, it's more than just what you do on an individual basis. It's also about making sure, when I say individual, on the, the pick em, and I'll go through the pick em element. But I want to tell you about the, you know, Getting set up for your Thursday night football. Did you know that you can have a Thursday night football draft? Go up against two other people, and you can play where you're drafting the skill position players 
for the Thursday night game. You've got uh, weekend games on Sunday. You've got the early games. You've got the whole slate. You've got the late games. Those are different types of drafts that you have. So if you, you feel like you have an advantage, you know, I think it's very important to go in and find the guys that have the best matchups. Go really study the matchups. That gives you the advantage. At Underdog, you can take advantage of that knowledge with your season-long drafts, with your uh, um, individual game drafts, with uh, weekend, you know, early game, late game drafts, Sunday night and Monday night football. They combine the two in a draft. And then... The Pick'em Challenge, which is fantastic because you pick two to five players, you look at the stats they have for them, you go higher or lower. It could be touchdowns, rushing yards, uh, you know, any number of statistics that they have. And if you pick between two and five, you're going to win a multiplier of what your original play was. So pick just two and you win three times your original play. A $50 uh, play becomes $150 just for winning two of them. That's a great opportunity, and the best thing to do is to download the app. It's easy to use, or go online to the uh, with your laptop and go to Underdog Fantasy and use promo code Lance on your first deposit. They will match up to a hundred dollars of your first deposit. Makes no sense not to do that. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code Lance. Must be eighteen or older and present in a state where Underdog Fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play? Call eight hundred Gambler or visit ncpgambling.org. Back to the Veritex Community Bank Studios and your daily distraction from the horrific reality of your very existence. Man, I didn't know it was that bad. But hey, it's John and Lance. So, we're in a good place with the Astros. As opposed to yesterday, what Lance and I worked yesterday, by the way. While y'all were off. You missed an amazing show. Yeah, yeah. Dell kind of just pushed buttons and didn't do a whole lot. But we worked hard what yesterday. So, and we have a new intern. Uh, he's he's a, a little older than most of the interns we get. A little older, yeah. Now he's, he's starting a second career. Like, yeah, I like it. He's like, eh, uh, well, no. I'll do this now. Well, he's not here today. We got a different no. intern today. Yeah. So anyway, so we, <laughs> yeah, we had our issues with Dusty over the weekend. There were plenty of issues. Jack wants to talk about we we just glossed over him today because we did, we already did that yesterday and we've got an era of good feeling about the Astros right now because they just beat the Rangers beat the snot out of the Rangers so we feel pretty good about them but there is still that lingering weekend Yankee sweep that we haven't gotten to yeah. well you guys probably weren't listening yesterday because you were sleeping in while Lance and I thank you for your service thank you for your Can service I ask Lance a question? you know you and I it's what we do. What 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 question do you need to ask, Dell? Dell, I was talking to the intern. He asked me a question, but did I catch you saying Dell pushing buttons? Did I hear you say that? That's what you. That's what he said. That's what you said. Yeah. Is that what you boil my job down to? Well, well buttons? you did stay and do. You didn't really do much yesterday on the show. I think you mm. did. You yeah. do. You did another show. Yeah, you or did something. another show. You were no, saving no, no, yourself. No, no, no. You insulted him a little bit. You got a little out of order yourself. Well, you, not really. You boiled down. This particular job that I do on this show to pushing buttons? Push it down. You do push buttons. You're a button pusher. What? Okay. Don't you push you buttons push, in there? You, 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 I, I see you push your finger and hit a computer screen. Push buttons. That's, That's what you, you do. That's you do this. Would you like me to use my board no. to continue to push buttons? 
No. 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 Okay. Well, Since I I'm mean, a do you, do you, maybe I should direct, in your job, do you push buttons? Should I direct all my energy to pushing these buttons? Because no. I can do no. that. No, 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 no. No. I mean, let's see. Let's just go through the list of things that I can push. I mean, I was sticking it in my mouth, but I was doing it wrong. Okay. <laughs> I mean, if I'm just a button pusher, I might as well focus on this. Hmm. I like to spit in his mouth while he sleeps. Okay. <laughs> There's like, other buttons. Like There's other ones. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, let's let's be clear. I can be a button pusher. Well, you. It's what you do. Part uh, of your job is pushing buttons, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Not all of your job. Obviously, you bring much more to the table. Preach on, brother. Preach on, brother. See that? Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Let's get hey push the button and get Jack on the show because he wants to talk about Dusty. Mm. This was brought up yesterday during the show, but you guys weren't. And nobody was listening anyway. So. That's your fault. For yeah, that. yeah, that's on you. But okay, here's Jack. Hey, sorry, I wasn't listening yesterday. I was off. Um, thanks for thanks for working yesterday. Uh, thank you for your service. But uh, you're welcome. On Dusty, I, you probably cover this, but on. On Saturday, ninth inning, uh, Diaz gets a single. We're down 5-4, and I guess Dusty decides it's a great idea to pinch it singleton for Chaz. Did he ever go into the, the logic on why he did that? That's all I got. Uh, I did not hear that. Did, did I would imagine people asked him after the game about why would you pinch hit a 150 hitter? For a guy who's got one of your his highest OPSs on the team, no one understood that really. There's really okay. You got Dusty talking about that. Here's Dusty. Well, I don't really like anybody against Holmes. Really, I mean, this guy's tough. He's really tough on righties. And our projection said that you know Singleton's projected at 275, and Chaz is like 220. So. You know, you got to, I mean, you know, we lost that game long before then. You know, we were just um, hoping that that the matchup was, you know, was good because nobody really hits homes. I mean, he's he's tough on righties and lefties, but lefties are hitting 100 points higher, uh, um, you know, no PS than, than righties. Dude, come on. Mm. The numbers told him. I I. The coin, so, told the coin told him. Told no, he said, this is Dusty him. going, look, I'm li- listening to our numbers, guys, and they say. Yeah, but which lefty are we talking about? Are we talking about Jonathan Singleton lefties who have never hit over 180? <laughs> John had to take his earbuds out. And start... <laughs> um, I can't I can't do this. I was just... it baby ears or was it just you didn't, want, you didn't like what you were hearing? I just can't do this. I mean, the idea that Dusty's leaning on <laughs> – Dusty decided to lean on analytics he, he, there. He not me. It's a lefty the versus righties as though they're a generic group that are – I mean, it's actually not lefties, righties. It's Chaz versus Singleton. That's not your average lefty versus righty. No. That's an, with all things equal, you lean on the numbers. That's not an all – And they didn't why, why lose the game long again? before Holmes. It was a one-run game. Why are you letting Jack pull us into this? What, Jack? Jack is a, is, is a, Jack's a sleeper cell who came in to just – uh, bring in, you know, to just cause disruption with Dusty Baker stuff. <sighs> I didn't hear that sound last, yesterday. We didn't play that. No, yesterday. we didn't play that sound yesterday. I was like, what? That I was did, the reason? I didn't I didn't know that he actually said that. And it's just so, 
See, I've tweeted this out before. The only person in the world that would make out this particular lineup or do this particular thing is the only person in the world is Dusty. And I truly believe that of the 40,000 people in that building, Dusty is the only person that would have pinch hit Singleton for Chess. Well, Bochy would have done it. Because it benefits him. Boch, hey, could you do this for me? Boch would have called single. If you were allowed to call a pinch hitter off the uh, the opposing team's bench, Bochy would have done it. Yeah, well, yeah, okay, okay. So the two managers. Aaron gonna... Boone would have done it. Wow, well, sure. Right. Aaron Boone or oh, the whole Yankee dugout and Singleton's parents. Yeah. They would have done it. So Boone, Singleton's parents, and anyone else who faces the Astros would have done that. Right. Yes. But that's it. That's it. If you want, yeah, and maybe Yankee, yeah, Yankee fans too. All the Yankee fans that were in the building. His friends from the Mexican Independent League, where he was, where he made his comeback. Those people too. So maybe I'm wrong about the only person in the building. If you were a Yankee fan or a New York Yankee, then you would have made that move. What about... Or uh, Dusty. What about Seattle? If you're a Seattle fan, you would have made that move. A Ranger fan, you would have made that move. I don't know how many of them were in the building, though. Why would the Mariner fan be in the building? No, but... In the building, so they had to be in the building. They had to be in the building. What Yankee? about this guy? <laughs> no, he would not have. The guy okay. who's on the Mr. Smoky Mr. Pants. Mr. Smoky Pants, who's on the train, who does this? Yeah. <laughs> if you're on same, Twitch, you can see him. Same move. He, that's all he does is wave his arms, and he goes behind his head. Yeah, it's a very yeah. specific type of wave. Yes, and then he does. I can't hear you. That that yeah. <sighs> It's just so maddening. It's so maddening. Okay. Now, okay, we can't talk about John Mechie. We're going to do that at the top of the hour. Dana Holgerson is going to join us at 830. But when we come back, what did you learn this weekend in one sentence? What did you learn this weekend? Because, okay, it's the start of the week. You must have learned something this Labor Day weekend. You must have learned something you important. You must have. And it doesn't have to do with sports. Hopefully, Tom has learned something about a woman. Again, yeah. Tom learns. He yeah, gets I, I a lot of education. Always put, you're putting a lot of pressure on him every week. Well, he's our leadoff hitter. He's our L2V. I mean, he's the best at this. I don't want him to force it, though. <clears throat> no, but he learns something every week. But and- you guys need to be more observant. You learn stuff mm-hmm. all the time. Sometimes you just don't realize. Like, if you mm-hmm. you say, ooh, I need, to put, I need to call in, just put it in your notes on yep. your phone. Yep. All right. Uh, 713-780-3776. Light them up. NFL college, okay, we we just had our first weekend of college. We got our NFL season starting up. This is awesome. This is a great let's, time. Uh, let's go through college football again. Okay, we're going to do that uh-huh. on uh, with my bookie. MyBookie.ag, promo code BET975. Promo code BET975. You've got initial deposit, first deposit. Uh, you've got a welcome bonus on the house. Okay, if you've never been on before, mybookie.ag, bet975, you got to put in the promo code, and you get a welcome bonus. Okay, uh, your, your local bookie ain't doing that. He's not giving you extra money to play with, but they do that at mybookie. Plus, they're going to give you a free chip to use in the mybookie casino. There's casino gambling. There's sports gambling. There's it, It's fantastic. Oh, by the way, live dealers when you're playing blackjack, not... It's not a computerized. It's a live dealer that you see throwing the cards. Now, they've also got a, a, something I've never seen before, a cash-out system that gives you options to bet and win. First two legs of the parlay hit, cash out early and use the funds on another bet or let it ride for the chance at a bigger payday. 
This is happening right now at mybookie.ag, promo code BET975. You've never seen this before. It's awesome, awesome, awesome. So get your welcome bonus, you get your casino chip, and get going. Let's go. Football season is here. You can bet anything, anytime, anywhere, only with mybookie. John plus Lance equals a damn good start to your day. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's John and Lance. All right, so what did you learn this weekend in one sentence? You have one sentence to tell us what you learned. Then we have to extrapolate afterwards. So you get one sentence. 713-780-3776. This is an important segment. It's important to the show. It's important to the city. It's important to the uh, city. It's a chance for you to, you know, to 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 get something off your chest. It's a chance for you to really enlighten people in the city of Houston about something. A lot of times people will say what they learned, and we learn something from it, too. Sometimes we don't know what they're talking about. Right. Speaking of not knowing what they're talking about, what I learned this weekend was that Bob Cousy's passing game is way better than your son's dribble package. Where'd you learn that from? Did you see the highlights that I tweeted you? Did you see the highlights somebody tweeted me from when he came out of retirement at 41? It was terrible. Did, did, no, did you see the highlights? Huh. I, tweet, I tweeted you and said, Bob Kuby, Bob Cousy's... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was... When When did you do that? Earlier that, that this last weekend. week. Well, was it this, this weekend? weekend? Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Now, he was a good passer. Um... Somebody else tried to send something when he was 41, came out of retirement, and they showed all of his negative plays against the Cincinnati Royals. And like, Mason was right. He would beat this bum. (laughs) (laughs) He was 40. All right. 41. Uh, 41 41. back then is like 60 now. Yeah, right. Exactly. All right, let's go. We got a full board. Bobby was first up. Bobby, what'd you learn this weekend in one sentence? I learned that Dana Holgerson has exactly zero positive attributes as a head coach. <laughs> you did. You did, Bobby. <laughs> they got the win as an underdog. Yeah. Win as an underdog, and they're coming after him. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't a great offensive performance. No, no. no and, and he, now listen, I talked to him afterwards about it, and he was like, I'm fine. Did you, hey, we made no mistakes. We didn't turn the ball over. Threw for 260 yards. I know that we didn't, you know, put the light up the scoreboard. We played great defensively. I'm, I'm thrilled that that's how we started with Donovan Smith. He's going to put more in for him as, as it goes on. We'll talk to Dano about it at the bottom of the hour. Um, next up, SMU Sunny. What'd you learn this weekend, SMU Sunny? Let me in now. Let me in now. Clemson for the state. Let me in now. We're coming for you, Dell. <laughs> oh, he's in the ACC. Yeah, he's going to SMU's coming. SMU coming to the. Uh, That's way ACC. too many sentences. Yeah. Way too many sentences. SMU, Sonny, you don't know how to play the game because you're too. You went to SMU. I thought you'd be smarter. Apparently not. Well, maybe he used ellipses and has let me in. Now, I think dot, he might dot, be a dot, t-shirt. Dot, SMU in, now, dot, dot. No, he's all in for everything Dallas. Yes, he he's is. also a renegade fan. Yeah, so no, but hey. There's problems coming now. They're going to get there, and everyone will leave to another conference. So. Yeah. Oh, wow. SMU's coming to the ACC. Yeah. They're coming to allow the ACC to be still be a power five when all the, when three teams leave. When Clemson, <laughs> Miami, and North Carolina leave. Right. They're bringing you in to stay above the number. Uh, Florida State, did you mention them? Um, Clemson, Florida State, 
UNC and maybe Miami. They're all they're all the ones most likely to leave. Right, yeah. right, 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 right. Uh, who's next? Nelson, what'd you learn this weekend in one sentence? Hey, I learned that if you uh, let your wife drive a jet ski, you will get a cracked elbow. If you, uh, if you let her drive a what? Jet ski, oh. she will get a cracked elbow? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, me, it's an assessment of risk. Everything's a risk assessment at, yeah. certain, at a certain point in your life. Yeah. Are they allowed, are they allowed to to drive jet skis or who is who allowed <laughs> i'm just saying i just asked the are question. they he said those are people are you though <laughs> those people are you using her pronoun or their pronouns do, or do you, does she consider are you not they are you saying non-binary are you saying women i'm just saying uh, yes i used to they as a pronoun as a because i don't want to insult her i don't know oh, what so she wasn't, how she identifies so you weren't asking about if all women are allowed no i said they because you don't know what her pronouns i don't are. know what i don't know i'm not gonna say that okay i mean to maybe get around the confusion confusion go is Ooh. his wife allowed Okay, that probably would have been yeah. better put. Yeah. As opposed to those people. Yeah, we got to clean stuff up, for, stuff up for John, apparently. Tommy! is it? Did we have Tommy yet? No. Tommy's next. Tommy, what'd you learn this weekend? I learned this weekend that Coach Prime got some dogs and some leaders, and they keep receipts at Colorado, baby. Oh, hmm. my God. It was We talked about it yesterday. What an impressive win. Yeah. And Deion Sanders is red. You want to talk about keeping receipts? He is a grudge holder. <laughs> Michael Jordan's like, man, that dude. My goodness. And what uh, Tommy's referring to is instead of putting captain on the jerseys, he puts an L or a D for either you're a leader or you're a dog. Oh, is that what he means? Mm. Yes. Yes. No C. So his, his no. So his son had an L. Travis Hunter had D. Leaders and dogs, yeah. If you play over 100 snaps and you play both ways the whole game, you're a dog. It's official. Yeah. And that guy's been doing it forever. Hey, that dude, week one, I know Caleb Williams is up there. and Well, Shadur should be up there as well. Oh, yeah. Travis Hunter, what he did on Saturday. That is like super super Charles Woodson stuff. Because Charles Woodson didn't play that much offense at Michigan. He played here and there. Travis Hunter over 100 yards receiving. Yeah. He had an interception down by and the goal it, line. He that had, was one of the, what that's the pick of the year already. And and the interception down which would have been points. Yeah. Like he made a <laughs> a diving interception. He is doing what you're right. Charles would pick and choose plays. Dion had some plays here and there. This is over 100 plays in 100 degree heat. Yeah. It was unbelievable. I think 134 was that the final the, the, Oh, on the, the sir, number on the of turf? T- sna- number oh, of snaps. snaps. Oh, snaps is I want to say 129. Okay. What, what? Know, something low like every snap. Yeah, like every snap of the game. Ocho, what'd you learn this weekend in one sentence? I learned that District 216A is the SEC of Texas high school football. Oh, who's 20- in there? Who's in that? North Shore. I don't know, but it's twenty one six A. Look it up. Yeah, I'll look it up while you go look to it the next up. one. Because he can only say he can only go one sentence. Who's in twenty one six A? Peter, what'd you learn this weekend? Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. If you want it, if you learned something this weekend, Peter, what'd you learn this weekend? I learned that drinking while drafting leads to lots of comments of "Who the hell did I pick?" Oh, <laughs> oh man, yeah. that's going to make your That's whole season problem. go terrible. That's a problem. Here you go. North Shore, Atascocita, yes, I knew King, it was North Shore. Summer Creek, Westbrook, Kingwood, and Humble. 
Yeah. That's a badass conference uh, d- d- district. Uh-huh. Yep. 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 Some people call it, some people are calling it the SEC of high school football. You know what, football. though? My boy is at uh, Westfield. They got North Shore this week. They've beaten North Shore seven of the last ten years. Wow. And, and, yeah. Yeah. That's pretty good. That is pretty good. They play them every year. Now, you know, North Shore is the best program in the area. I mean. Well, they have been known that. I mean, they've got the reputation, whether it's year in and year out. I mean, they're always there. Yeah. Alex says, I learned that my son will go full monkey see, monkey do, and sip my beer when I turn around for two seconds at the Cougar game. Ooh. He also followed up saying, apparently not old, because his mom was coming back up the steps and handed me an earful. He's two. Yeah. Uh, so two-year-old just hitting the beer? I learned the asteroid guy should be our new rally guy. Nah. Boy, they paid way too much attention to that dude. Uh, that was from Altuve's the... up with two on in the eighth inning, and we're doing an interview with a guy who leaned over the railing to touch a foul ball. Buster, cut it short. We got a game situation here. Yeah. What are we doing? Yeah. Well, that's kind of ESPN in a nutshell. Oh, now. my God. Is it ever? Keith, what'd you learn this weekend in one sentence? Hey, guys, I learned it's going to be a pretty long season for the Baylor Bears when Texas State comes in your building and wins by double digits. Yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 uh, unless Texas State is the surprise team of the nation this year, yeah, that is going to be. Look at how my boy uh, Jake left him. Cupboard was full. Hey, this guy's bored as hell and he wants to get ill. Okay. Easy E. What'd you learn this weekend in one sentence? Easy E. You there? Oh, hello? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. I learned that John and Lance are on Labor Day is almost as entertaining as male golfer, female golfer, or food. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That sounds like That's high entertainment. Praise. That sounds like high praise. That's entertainment at its best. You can't stop if you don't get La Raza in, can you? La Raza. Que pasó, mi hijo? Gianni Granati, Lance Schnitzel. Devocito! Gentlemen, good morning. What's going on? So, uh, this might be an old one because, you know, I was gone for about two weeks on vacation, but over the podcast, I learned never let your 11-year-old son call in to John and Lance. You will get bullied. Yeah. You were out, and Dell and I had to take care of this Miller. Miller challenged us to pickleball. You heard about this. And yeah. I, I didn't let him off. I said, well, come on then. You know, and I was asking him if he had Crocs on. Yes, he did. Did he ask Croc Charms? Yes, he did. Like, basically, I read him up and down, and Dell took it a step. And I was just going, you know, look, you're, I was basically trying to tell him you're basic. I even asked him, I bet they're white Crocs. He goes, mm. what difference does that matter? Mm. What difference does that make? And then Dell said, don't forget, if you lose, your dad will not love you as much anymore. Wow. And then he had to add, and Dell made him ask said, his ask dad. Your father. He ask made your father. him ask his dad, who's in the car, obviously. If he would still love him if he lost, mm. he said, yes, I will. And Dell said, he's lying to you. Lo- <laughs> Look at his face, Miller. He's lying to you. I deconstructed his entire relationship that with his father. ugly. You two are ugly. Don't call people. into an adult show if you don't want to have My adult goodness. conversations. No, I mean, I respect it. I respect it. It's just 
that Miller, Miller called. With- I'd love for him to call back. But the thing is, he came in here throwing with some challenges. Yeah, he was saucy on the phone. Yeah, call. he came with some sauce, and I said, "All right, you want some heat? Mm-hmm. I'll give you some heat, and we'll see how you respond." Uh, He's we had be fine, right? Someone pointed out Texas State had fifty-three transfers, well, which means that thirty-two guys that were left behind by Jake probably were all the players on the field. Okay. That's what that means. Ooh, that. I don't know about Deion, that. If Dion's any uh, standard well, bearer, second the most portals. <laughs> It might have been. All right. Nice job, people. Nice job. That kid is still crying, Twitch said. Miller, no, Miller wasn't crying. I wouldn't have done it if I thought Miller was. Miller was mentally tough. I could tell Miller was. Miller you don't was care about speaking for feelings. himself. No, if, I th- if he was like a shrinking violet, I wouldn't have done it. But oh, Miller sure came in. No, Miller, Miller came with the sauce. sauce. So I was yeah. like, all right, let's go. Don't, don't yeah. worry. Miller is mentally tough kid. You could tell. Yep. All right, uh, we got to break it here. Nice job. Well done, as always. Dana joins us bottom of the hour, 8.30 here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. But right now, let's talk a little tequila. Let's talk about Maestro Nobel. Talk to my my girl, Mallory. She's back after giving birth and being out for a little bit. She's uh, the rep that we deal with, that we talk to. She goes and, you know, takes care of a lot of, a lot of the different events. You know, Maestro Nobel is the official sponsor of the PGA Tour and John Ron. John Rahm uh, uh, speaks for them all the time. They had a, a hospitality tent set up here when uh, the event was in Houston. Of course, they do it at all the events that are set up. But, you know, the the main thing I like to point out is that it's made extremely it, – it's a well-made tequila. It's one that has no burn. It's very smooth. There's a variety of tequilas. But the great thing about Maestro Nobel is when you taste it for the first time, you're going to realize, hey, especially if you sip it, this is a serious tequila. It's one that is a top-shelf tequila, but it doesn't blow you away with their price point. It's a very reasonable price point for such a high-end tequila. Whether you're drinking margaritas, uh, other cocktails, or you're just in in you know in love with the process of just having a nice sipping tequila for you to, to enjoy like I do on a Friday afternoon, well, then Maestro Dobel is a tequila for you. Maestro Dobel, wherever fine liquors are sold, you're going to find my friends from Maestro Dobel. 